Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor for a church called Seoul here at Alustar in Malaysia. Now, I'm a curious kind of guy and I love to learn new stuff. So, in this podcast, we will dive into conversations with different individuals that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. I believe the conversations on this podcast will help us to expand our perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. You're back again on Soul Food. This episode is brought to you by friends and family at Soul. Today, we are in for a special treat, right, babe? Oh, yeah. Uh, we did a poll on IG asking about long-distance relationship and someone actually was curious about it. Uh-huh. And I told them, the only couple I know that has successfully been through a long-distance relationship mm-hmm. and having a healthy marriage today is none other than our pastors. Yeah. Right, Pastor Kevin and Esther. Thank you for being on Soul Food. Hi. Yo, thank you for having us. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so... Today, we've got like a long list of questions. <laughs> and I think these are questions that people have posted online, shared through DMs with us. And yeah, we are also wanting to learn more about this whole process. And I think during the pandemic, a lot of couples are forced to be in an LDR state, you know, um, yeah. whether they are in Penang or KL kind of thing, or Australia, Malaysia kind of situation. So maybe we can begin off like uh, with your thoughts on like what's the difference between long-distance relationship and short-distance, like, regular relationship. Do you have any thoughts about it? Big difference. Um, Big difference. Yeah, okay. For one, long-distance, you don't get to see each other. So, you don't have the physical closeness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you don't tend to take things for granted compared to, you know, if you see each other every other day, Mm -hmm. uh, you eat meals together, you probably don't talk, you look at your phone. But in the LDR, you can't. Because you're expected to respond mm. because of that distance. So I think that is the biggest yeah. difference. You, you can't really rely on each other for a lot of things. So you have to be mentally prepared when that happens, that you are quite okay to like, nobody's going to drive Esther to uni or we're not going to drive out for dinner. Like if you're hungry, uh, you have to figure out your own food. Yeah. If you are not happy, you have to get it sorted. If you don't have money, you cannot talk to each other on the phone. Yeah. You know, that's LDR. Uh, short distance uh, or rather regular relationship, probably there are a lot more expectations uh, expected of each other. Mm-hmm. I expect you to pick me up uh, for the girl or probably the other way around. Uh, depends who has the car. Mm-hmm. And the guy would be, uh, I expect you to be more caring. Yeah. To be more present because we're in the same city. Yeah. Right. All right. Before we start, we, we continue on with the next question. We want, maybe our listener don't know, you were in a LDR relationship for quite long before you got married, right? Maybe yes. you can tell our listeners how long have you been in LDR relationship and how was it? Uh, well, we've been in LDR for probably five to six years, That's all in all. Yeah. Long. Wow. <laughs> Not the longest that we have known of though, but long. And we started the relationship with LDR, actually. Yeah, it kind of like touched and go. Yeah. And then we were separated. Yeah. Uh, so as I was studying in Australia, I was busy pioneering at church. 
So we rely on phone calls once a week to stay in touch and holidays. Yeah. And this is in the era of no Skype, no FaceTime, no Zoom. No WhatsApp. Uh, no WhatsApp. <laughs> wow. uh, no video calls at no all. BBM. And no even, yeah, not even data, not even BBM yet. This is really regular, take out the phone and dial kind of uh, era. Of course, there's mobile phone, but it's not data. So um, I remember back in those days, I have to buy a phone card for 50 Aussie dollars that will last us 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Top time. Yeah, 50 Top. Aussie dollars for 15 one minutes. Five. Yeah, yeah, one five. Yeah. It's a they call it trunk <laughs> call. Yeah, probably these days nobody knows what's trunk call, but you have to call overseas with that special number. So we will book each other. So it's always Sunday night midnight his time here, which is like nine p.m. my time in okay. Sydney. No, 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 no. Twelve p.m. No, twelve, 12 midnight yeah. my time, ah. which is three a.m. his time because he was a no. pastor. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, basically, uh, Esther had to wait up for me, lah. In short, because I, Sunday is very busy. I got leaders meeting after service on Sunday, or up till sometimes late at night. So mm-hmm. if it's ten o'clock when I'm ready to call, uh, it will be one o'clock Esther's time in the morning. Yeah, that's why I always remember. For me, it's always the harder. 12, it was, it was always very hard. Uh, yeah, right. the time before and the just... only time to call was on Sunday. Easier. Yeah, because those days you don't hold a phone everywhere and you can because it's a phone card. That's it. that's why it's a designated time. Right. Yeah. And wow. Pastor, how much you have to spend to call Esther? Uh I don't earn a lot. So so I I have to spend too, but I don't pay phone card. Mm-hmm. Uh because the we worked out later on that for Australia to call back. It's cheaper, $50, we get 50 minutes. Malaysia was, if I'm not mistaken, at that point was about three, four ringgit per minute. Right. So unless emergency and really miss each other, really want to talk to each other, then I will call on a weekday or, yeah. I, I'm liking that dynamic because Esther and Pastor Kevin has set that you know expectation. It's not like because Pastor Kevin is a guy, he's the one that's supposed to call her. Yeah. You know, he's the one that's supposed to buy the phone card and call her. He's a gentleman. They decide which one is cheaper yeah. and works for the relationship at that point of time. But, no, yeah. no choice, right? Yeah. Really, these days, no, yeah, choice. no choice. Considering the, the struggle, right, is, is difficult. Looking at it, it's so difficult. Uh, we have a few friends, mm-hmm. uh, software listeners, who, uh, you know, pandemic, they cannot meet each other face to face. You know, some some of them they are in Alosa and SP, okay, very near, but also so very far. But <laughs> some of them, you know, like Alosa or KL and JB, okay, so they are not start. They haven't started with their relationship yet, and mm-hmm. they think a lot. You know, uh, should we start? We can't meet each other. This pandemic is hard. So they end up not starting a relationship at all. They end up just end it and the friendship, and. Not moving forward. Not moving so, forward, yeah. We want to ask you, how do you guys start it? You know, considering the, the struggle that you guys kind of face it, right? How did you guys, oh, okay, let's do it. Let's be in relationship. Mm-hmm. What makes you guys want the relationship? When, when, when we first got started, straight away, it was about marriage. So, how young we were, were you guys? I was... I was 18, I think. Wow. 18. Going to uni. Yeah, 18. 18. Then I'm 23. 
Yeah. 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 You you just start out knowing that your plan is to marry each other. Everything that comes along the way are things that you have to overcome. It's it's not like try and see. It's not like see whether we progress, see whether we can last this LDR, and then we talk about. There's not so many. Uh, wow. How do I say this? Ah, uh, not so many eventualities, but but at the same time, there is an outcome. Do you get what I mean? I I think I don't know how to okay, put it. Our age gap is five years apart. Yeah. So maturity wise, probably that's the difference too. I was also only a student, and he was already working, planting mm-hmm. a church. So sense of responsibility was always there. So I think if I share from a girl's point of view is when the guy is able to lead in the relationship uh, and the girl, you are able to see there's an end goal, there's a, you're being led towards somewhere. I think easier for you to get into an LDR knowing there's going to be a future that mm. we're heading somewhere together. Right. For a girl, I think the scariest thing if they get into an LDR and um, they're also not sure themselves and then they look at the guy the guy is also not sure himself i think that that's gonna be very hard yeah. to get into an ldr because you don't know how many years you're gonna spend in this relationship will it turn out will it not turn out so i think that assurance um given in a relationship helps yeah yeah so that's how it worked out for us yeah yeah true we, we didn't have a lot of uh we'll see how it goes mm. kind of mentality a lot of intentionality we, in it, is it? Yeah. yeah, we we just yeah we just know that you know what I'm going to be planting a church. You're going to study. Please study hard, do well. I'm going to pioneer a church and do well. And along the way, let's be love and support for each other. That that thought. So we don't have like okay after first year we see how it goes. We don't dangle like sure not sure every year. We don't. We actually never discuss whether we can continue for another year or not. Right. You, you get me not. There's a lot of promise of safety net. Like if you, this happens, then okay, we can go to phase two. Yeah, a lot of disclaimer. Disclaimer. But yeah, if all this happen, then we will carry on. But but if it doesn't work out, I just want you to know it is okay. Mm. You, you, I'm getting somewhere now. Okay. So it's like Esther and I, we just have the one goal: we're going to get married. Right. Right. I don't have a. I, I didn't have a lot of disclaimer, but you know what? While we are in this LDR, if you ever meet somebody in Australia or I meet someone in KL, I'm, I'm okay. I, I really am fine. I won't be upset. Please go and you know develop that relationship. Who knows? Eventually, she he may be the person that God wants you to have, or I will meet somebody. It sounded like. Very generous, very tafang, right? But it actually rubbish. It means nothing. We just kind of like we're gonna be together mm-hmm. um, unless we fought and we can't work it out. Then it's done, you know. But otherwise, we we didn't even talk about evaluating our relationship whether our LDR this year was better than last year. Mm. I, I don't have a lot of that disclaimer. We well, we didn't. If, right. if you get what I mean, you, you can ask me more questions I th- too. I think what, what you're trying to say is like, for example, you know, you didn't set like, okay, if things are not going to turn out well, then sorry, yeah, we are not going to be in a relationship anymore. But actually both of you all really put your feet to the pedal and let's go, let's go all in. Let's really figure out this whole relationship. No, it is more like, Daniel, it is more like, I just want you to know if we didn't work out, I want you to know I won't be upset. 
Right. Okay. You, you understand that, that slight difference there or not? But, but you also voice it out. You told Esther about this. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We just go for it. it you, you get me? That disclaimer almost make it feel like I am okay with anything, which ends up I am actually okay with nothing. Hmm. I don't know. No, <laughs> having that disclaimer makes it feel like it might not turn out, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. So then with that, it might not turn out good. That leaves you to, then should I still put in the effort? So it's like, a yeah, it's like, it, it just doesn't work if you want to build something long-term. Yeah. So can we say no to disclaimers? If you ask me, definitely a no-no. In, actually, not just for LDR. Actually, in any in relationship, in a marriage, in your day-to-day relationship. In life? Yeah. Because that disclaimer make it feel like I have room to fail. And that it is okay if it didn't work out. Ah, yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Kind of getting it getting now. there, right? Yeah, getting yeah. there? Getting there, getting there, yeah. So it's like, I asked you to do something. Bro, if you can't do it, I just want you to know, I don't mind one. It's okay. So you straight away, when you hear that, you'll be like, all right, pastor, don't mind. Mm. And I'm going to give like maybe 80%, 70%. After all, he already told me he's not going to be upset, right? Yeah. Um, but we didn't have that. It wasn't something that was common in our time. We said, this is what we want to do. This is where we are at, uh, you know, and that's where we're pursuing. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I always thought that, you know, it's always if you are closer in, in the distance, you know, let's say we're in the same city, then maybe... Um, no to disclaimer, you know what I mean? But now, because you're long distance, then, uh, yeah, so sanfu, uh, later I worry, you know, we cannot work this out, then I waste your time. I think that has been the language, I waste your time, you waste my time. What if you meet someone else? Yeah. I think if you really say no to these disclaimers. That's yeah. it's, very, it's very hard for them to start the relationship. They're very scared right. to start. Yeah. yeah, correct. Because also, right, those disclaimer almost make it feel like I'm half-hearted in my commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Because why, why guarantee so many things? Like, Han, I just want you to know I love you. But you ever change your mind, I'm okay. Wow, do you know if I'd say to her, right, to make her feel so lousy, she'd be like, what makes you think I'm the one that's going to quit on this relationship? <laughs> you, you, you get what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, right? But it's just rubbish, I think. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, this 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 is interesting. I I, I think from this right and, and looking at your relationships, I, I'm intrigued to know how did you all manage like frustrations, anger, and unresolved issues? Because you all have to call, wait for a Sunday and all to call. Constant and then stress, daily stress. I mean today when we talk to like some couples who come and you know talk to us, share about your relationship experience, man, they have we have the luxury today to poke for one hour, you know, to be angry, to vent out their, their, their emotions and everything. And yet, they still feel disconnected. But how did both of you manage, you know, with 15 precious minutes to, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, a lot of times in those moments, we choose the best things to say and not waste the time on talking about uh, problems that don't get solved. So in a way, we learn to solve our own problems a lot more and not have that, that emotional conflict attached to it. So that forces us to really look at the problem or the matter in our relationship um, factually. Like, 
okay, this is it. This is how we're going to fix it. Or like, okay, what's wrong with it? And not spend an entire hour just for me to just throw my tantrum, to, to be angry, to know what I'm thinking about. I have, no, I, have, I have no luxury to do that because every second costs me money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We also direct our problem uh, to in a different way, in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Also partly maybe because we're not in the same city, it actually makes it easier because we don't have that much of a day-to-day conflict. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, why you never care for me? Why you then? We already know the only time she's going to care for me is Sunday. And she also know that's the only time, right? Yeah. So a lot of the things that are not working out in our lives, challenges that we face, I'm not laying that burden on Esther to help me uh, deal with that. Or, or it's like, for example something good happened, right? Most people want to celebrate it with their loved one, right? Yeah. For us, if, it, if that good thing happened in a week, we know it's okay. My loved one is not here with me. He won't go <laughs> oh. celebrate. And, and we won't go on it like, yeah, I, how I wish she was here with me. And then I, I start sulking about it. Wow. And, but we don't have that anymore because it forces us to really think straight and like, yeah, that's right. Because he's not here. It's okay. I'll tell him on Sunday. And by then, whether it was a good news or a bad news, Kind of like just a report. Factual reporting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that is the frustration during the day. But um, what about loneliness? I don't know about guys. Yeah, I don't know about pasta and Dan. Uh, for girls, right? During that time of the month, <laughs> is it just me? I don't know. Esther, you experienced that or not? Like you know, you feel more lonely, and then you see people, the couples out there, they are going out, walking in Sydney Harbour, yes. holding hands. So, how do you cope with the loneliness and then the stress? Let's say you have a work stress or your exam stress, you know, being in LDR. And, uh, also, like for these days, like for that time, you guys only have 15 minutes call on the weekend. And these days, uh, they actually can call mm. and, 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 and video, video call. Maybe you can give uh, an insight also for this couple who are going through LDR at this uh, period of time. What mm-hmm. should they do? To cope with loneliness and stress, yeah, I think I think it's how you view loneliness. Um, back then, I was actually very young. Probably um, now LDR, you are probably at all sorts of ages, so you're probably in different seasons. So back then, when I was in LDR, I was a student. I had a healthy community around me. Yeah, actually, pretty good friends that uh, knows my circumstances. And they will always check on me or ask me, how is it? And they'll look for me, hang out or hang out with them. And I was in this student life. So how I cope with loneliness was, of course, sometimes I would feel lonely that, oh, I wish uh, we were together. But because our mind is actually very powerful, when you know that is actually something you cannot control. Mm. I cannot control that he's not there with me. I cannot, I cannot, I can't pay for him to fly over and spend time with me every time I feel lonely. I can't control, but I could control my own emotions. So when I go through those moments, I know how to rewire myself to find my community, to go hang out, do something different, go work out, do something healthy, um, and go on with life. So it's a lot of mindset that uh, we will have to set it right from the start, that we actually have the power to control how we feel. We have the power to change our circumstance 
And that is how you get yourself out of those feelings and not dwell in it and become a victim because of it. Thinking, yeah, I'm so poor thing now. Yeah, everybody is like walking in Sydney Harbour, hugging each other, <laughs> so lovely, right? And I'm stuck. I'm, I'm just stuck at home alone. Then when you victimize yourself all the time, you are not going to be a happy person and you won't be able to build a so healthy, true. healthy relationship. Yeah, it can, it can over... I was... <sighs> I was just getting my vaccine today and talking to the doctor. Sometimes we can over-celebrate the problem, you know, mm-hmm. uh, overthink and over-celebrate the problem in our head that it becomes the main thing. Mm-hmm. I guess if there's one thing that turns out good for us is we, we, because we never had the opportunity, we also don't tend to dwell very long in a, in a problem, whether now that we're married, we have two kids, we're both busy with different kind of things that we got to do. We yeah, we we kind of like deal with issues quite quickly. Um, yeah, good and bad though. I, I I you know it's not it's not our way is the best, but that's how we cope our and deal. way probably is too independent for some people. Yeah. So to balance it off is for us, we also have to learn to share what we went through. Like we learn mm. to update each other. Hey, I solved this on my yeah. own and just wanted to let you know that this is yeah. what, what was what I went through. Yeah. So that he also understand what I went through and he also felt that, oh, right. He, he is uh, <laughs> on the same page with me. And yeah. yeah. He can feel like we are independent party, you know? Yes. <laughs> I, I really like what you say. You don't victimize yourself. I think a lot of couples out there are individuals you know, when they romanticize a lot of things, especially they watch movies and all, and then they start missing their loved ones. Again, these are conversations we have with people, you know, and and we also begin to wonder, like, why do you put yourself in that position? You know what I mean? Sometimes I wish I could just tell them, hey, don't watch the movie lah. Don't watch Korean drama. <laughs> don't watch the yeah. Korean drama if it's going to affect you, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, but I, I also realize that when it comes to LDR, um, trust is a very precious commodity in it, you know, especially with the distance in between both individuals. I want to get a little controversial. So for both of you individually, I mean, we are all human beings and with that distance, how do you all cope with trust? You know, and I mean, we, we know the reality of there will be another better guy or better girl in the picture. You know, what happens when we are stressed was there another girl there was like, hey, Pastor Kevin, wow, good job, ah, and all. Then maybe the, your last conversation with Esther is like, yo, why are you like that? Ah? You know, and then the fights kind of thing. Or maybe Esther, you might experience something like that. Maybe you can share a story or how can teach us, how can we cope with something like this, especially with trust? How do we trust each other that there's no other people around that it's always... I think <clears throat> I... One of the things that I said before is um, there will always be someone better. Yeah. Whether it is Esther to me or me to Esther. And I think that's where the commitment to stop entertaining that question the moment you are involved in a relationship. I think a lot of people don't settle that score in their head that once I'm married uh, I still give room to entertain what if somebody better come along Mm. right for me 
So what? I've already decided. Now, I'm not saying this and straight away tell you, wow, I cannot be tempted. I'm so gun you, you know? No, no, it's not that. It's that in my mind, I have to come to a place where uh, my wife is the best that I can ever have already, right? Uh, will someone be better in other areas than her? Yes. But then what has it got to do with me? Mm. It's got nothing to do with me, what? You know, I've already made up my mind. I've already made the decision and I don't have to spend any expense, any more energy into considering that in my life. How about so, you, Esther? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I could remember uh, back in those days, it's also how you carry yourself uh, in your own circle. We live in different circles, right? So every time I come back for holiday, I come back probably, I will see him only two days. And after that, I'll have to go back to Sabah. So in a year, we only see each other two days. So in that two days, <laughs> you know what? In that two days, I also don't, I forgot. I also don't get an alone, alone time with him, okay? In that two days, I have to share him with the 20 give other, day, give day. The 20 other pioneers who started uh, collective day, back then. Yeah, everybody. I have to share him with everybody. Uh-huh. But as I hang out, I realize all of them know everything about me. That is when I knew, even when I'm not around, it's as if I was still there because he would always talk about me, probably. He would always tell them oh. what happened to me. Like, so so that, that was a shocker to me the first time like that actually all of them knew me. So so I guess for for sense of security and trust, I think that's one of the little things you can do. Like if you choose to be committed to this relationship, even if that person is not around, their presence is still there in your among your friends. Oh, man, yeah. That is how you build a boundary in your life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That other people that wants to come near you, they know, A, this person actually has someone very important in his heart. It's time to clap hands again. But what if, right? What if, Pastor, how did you do it? Like in, in, in Sydney, Esther is very pretty, very beautiful. Like if she hang out in Sydney with, you know, a group of friends and there are opposite sets in the group, like how you calm yourself down, how you reassure yourself that, okay, everything going to be all right. Esther is a nice girl and then she's loyal and everything. And- and bear in mind, I did civil engineering. All my oh, friends are guys. Okay, I only have guy friends. <laughs> so that makes that? it worse, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to sound like I don't care. Mm-hmm. But in those days, right, I was so invested into pioneering the church. Mm-hmm. I was so busy. Like, I'm replying reports till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I got meetings. I got to, you know, a lot of things I had to do. I really don't have time to think too much about whether she's going to be faithful to me or not. Wow. And and I I I even like what I told you, what Esther said just now about how I always talk about her in front of other people, right? I wish I can tell you I was so smart that that's what I do, I did to build the confidence. No, it wasn't. It was just that I'm just very proud of her. I love her. And it wasn't hard for me. I mean, like, if you like something, it's not hard for you to talk about that thing, mm. right? If you like a car or if you like a watch or if you like a certain athlete, for that matter, it's not hard for you to talk about. I always talk about Esther to other... It's not like a game plan, you know, hey, hun, when uh, you're away, I just want you to know I'm going to talk about you a lot to assure you. Uh, I wish I was that intelligent, but I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> that, that, 
wasn't a thing, but it built her trust. Uh, but otherwise, on the church front, it was just really just so busy. And also because we only all, by the way, we have some benefit. We don't have Instagram. We don't have Facebook. So whatever Esther tell me on Sunday, that's it. Yeah, I don't have the next day, like see on the Instagram. Wow. Okay, I go dinner with who? Yeah, we're not to see you. Maybe that's yeah. Wow, hang out with friends. I'm so happy. Yeah. We, I, I must say it was easier for yes, us. I think so. Whatever that we tell each other on Sunday, that was the fact. Mm. Whether it is true or not, we don't know. There's we no just, way to verify. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah so, so yeah I it's easier for us lah can can I just encourage all our listeners to soul food today uh there may be a lot of things said about this generation the millennials are this or that mm-hmm. I I do understand that it is actually way harder mm-hmm. um a lot of people think right being able to have a video call is so much better uh uh. Phone calls are now free. Is so much better, right? But in reality, I think it's harder. Yeah. Mm. Instead of easier, I I want. I think I think I will miss Esther terribly more if I can see her face and I talk to her. Mm. So at once a week phone call, kind of like, you know, miss maybe miss lah, right? But we don't have a choice, so we got to live with it, lor. Right. Yeah, I think there are pros and cons to back in the past. Of course. Today, you know. Yeah. And I think hearing from your experiences, especially on Instagram, you know, I think the reality we've heard so many stories. You know, immediately when you mention it, it clicked. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Wow, if you say you're very lonely one, then the next thing is yeah. like, wow, fine dining, right? Like, <laughs> hey, what's this? I thought you missed me. Out. Yeah, I thought you missed me. I saw your picture, very happy yeah, with your friends. Yeah, like so happy yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, but but we really, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't. I know Esther would hang out with her friends, but uh-huh. but I was really just church lah. Church most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand. What about those couple right now with Instagram and Facebook? What should they do? Yeah. So with those couples today, how can they build their trust? Yeah. You want to build trust? I think number one, you just going to say it as it is. Yeah. Hmm. That means right. Uh. You you just say lor like. Yeah, I I was out with my friends yesterday. You know, uh, it was a good time. We we feel bad, one. No? You you understand, no? When you're in an LDR and you are happy, your partner is not happy. You feel bad that you're happy. Hmm. So you don't tell. You understand, no? Say say now we are LDR lah, as and I, and she's having her finals. All right. Okay. I'm at home. Okay. I and she's at home studying, and she has to eat cold food because. She got no time to prepare. Exams coming, and here I was like, "Hey, dude, I'm in KL, right? I'm not having exam and happy hour, and it's Pastor Q's birthday, for example." <laughs> and then we went for this amazing pizza place, and we're chatting. And then when I call Esther the next day, she's like, "Han, I'm so, I'm so stressed. Like, how about you? You are not going to say." No, I'm not stressed. I was so happy last <laughs> night. You you understand? Then yeah. then I don't dare to say. So now I I have a choice. Do I just tell her I'm so sorry? But I, you know that you this. Uh, we we had birthday party with Keith last night, for example. Or do you want to now start off the conversation with a lie, mm. and say, uh, yeah, it wasn't great too. Uh, yeah, I didn't do much really. And then after that, two days later, she saw Instagram. You were laughing in the picture that somebody posted, not you. Mm. Yeah, actually, I wasn't very happy. 
uh, I have to go lah. That's when it starts to kill off a lot of authenticity in a relationship. Right. The choice is at that moment you tell the truth or not. Once you go down the lying path, you go down that rabbit hole, you die, no? Habis. Yeah, I think many of them, they think they have good intentions. Like, air quote, good intentions. Yeah, yeah that's but, right. Uh, you know, because you are facing that, so I want to make you feel good, but you are just plain lying. La. Just You are just lying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Because because it it's really one. I I don't want you to feel bad, but you know that's the that's a choice we have to make. But yeah, in a relationship, you also can't live like okay. If I'm not in a if I can't celebrate in my moment because I'm going through certain things, my partner cannot too. Mm. So, so that it's fair, so that I feel better. <laughs> if you are like that, same thing, victimizing yourself, then you will get into a lot of conflicts. Yeah, we're laying too much burden on each other when we have all this uncommunicated expectation. Mm. Not communicated, uncom- I don't know what's the word, but not communicated yeah, expectation. All right? Uh, because I'm not happy, therefore you can't be happy. Mm. Because I'm going through this, why are you so relaxed about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, has to be communicated properly right. to, to the extent that each couple can take. Again, we are not saying because we've done it, therefore everyone should be able to do it or we didn't do it, therefore you should do it. You know, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been talking about, you know, um, long distance relationships for individuals who are couples. But I want to touch a bit and pick your brains for married couples who are in long distance relationship. Now, um, like for us here um, in Alustar and Kedah, one of the things we recognize and realize is that a lot of times the dad or moms uh, would be working in Penang or KL and we'll come back like maybe once a week and all. I mean, of course, for Caroline and I, we are like, ah, oh, man, we, we hope and we wish that these parents would actually be here. But, you know, maybe the nature of the work has uh, asked them to travel, you know, requires them to, to be at a place for a long period of time. So for marriage now, we were at, we were at a couple stage of relationship. Now in marriage, how do you cope and how do you maintain LDR, especially for marriage? Do you think... There should be like, for example, a set amount of time like, okay, for one year, we're going to do this. Then after that, no more. Like, what, what are your thoughts about it? I think for marriage, as much as uh, it is, we, 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 I don't think we encourage LDR because in a marriage, it's different. It's, uh, you have to set patterns, especially when you have kids, you have family and with marriage, you also gain independence a lot more in terms of your relationship, right? And your trust and those uh, emotional attachment. When you're used to being away with each other, it can become a habit that you're so used to that you actually don't need each other anymore. Mm. Whoa. That is why most married couples, they can cope with LDR way better because they actually don't need each other anymore. They can live their own life. They earn the money. Or just take care of the kids, okay? The responsibilities are there. Get it sorted then we live our separate lives happier. So, yeah, it, when couples go through a really long LDR, usually it, it, it will manifest a lot more other problems in the marriage. Wow, manifest, huh? Yeah, like it will come out, it will surface. And you will find that they will start to have emotional attachment to other things maybe, to, to replace uh, the spouse that is not there. Mm. So, yeah, because... They hold to that sense of responsibility a lot more. Like, okay, I'm just doing it for the kids. Okay, we and I know you have to go out there and work and earn more money and bring home. 
it's okay for the kids. But when you are used to it all, you will actually, mm. yeah, you, 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 it's quite dangerous when you don't need each other anymore. So as much as it is, we actually encourage couples to make the decision together. If he has to work somewhere else, move the family over. At, at least the family is together mm. rather than separated and have separate lives. But we do have uh, listeners and friends. Actually, actually, I, 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 it's it quite it's quite a culture shock for me also when I just moved here. It's quite a number of them. Um, wife is here, husband is Singapore, Europe, or mm, UK, KL, yeah. or anywhere else. It is happening, and there are a lot of them. And if just happened, we have um, a lot of uh, couples and listeners like that right now. Um, how? What? What is your thought? How can they, you know, how they? How can they keep the bond strong even without physical affection? How can they work it out? Hmm. Okay, I want you to know this is not a story of what is the best arrangement. Before we go to the arrangement, we have to first go to what do we value as a family, hmm. and what do we value as a couple. One of the more difficult conversation as and I have to go through, uh, talk about was when she first came back, and I was pioneering a church. She was a first class honors in engineering. When I said to her, "I think you should work in church with me, uh, for us to establish our family, and to serve God together," there will be pros and cons. The pros is we get to do everything together. The cons is probably we will earn. A lot lesser, um, and there's a price to pay, lah. But this is our value that we put God, our family first. So, when we hear stories like that, to me, I have to say I find it very hard to agree, to even comprehend, because as a night we have a set of values that are very very different. Um, You see, a lot of people want to do this because they want what's the best for the family. But it is in what in wanting what's the best for the family that very often they lose themselves. Mm. Right? Uh, if I'm if I get a job outside of Malaysia, and the job doesn't allow my wife and my kids to come with me, and they don't take care of them, I don't even have to consider. I don't care how much you pay me, you know. Um, it is already not so. I I settle in my heart some of these things right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I don't. We don't have to. Yeah, I think this is something very important. What do you settle in your heart right at the start of a lot of things that we all do in life, right? So that you don't have to spend a lot of energy entertaining all these thoughts. What if this happened? What if that happened? We don't, right? So how do I keep the fact? I don't know, uh, Carol. I don't have an answer for that because. How are you going to have sexual intimacy? Uh, well, you go and find somebody else, lor. Your your wife is not there, lor. Oh, 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 oh. You 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 get what I mean or not, right? And we are men. We know how easy that is. Uh, and and why are we putting ourselves in such a difficult position? You know, right? I say, for example, lah. I I'm, I've taken this job somewhere. Mm. It's really for the best of my family, so that I can provide for my family, for my wife, for my kids. But I'm in a place where I'm constant. I have needs. I have people that I want to talk to, and I'm a married man now. Uh, but my wife is not there. I only made one little mistake. 
one little opportunity to be unfaithful. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. So the question is then it's worth it or not? Right. Mm-hmm. And usually, thoughts, yeah. Yeah, with, usually with separations like this, right? Especially when there's kids involved. Whoever has the kids has greater resentment because the other person can live freely, work or like have their live their own life. You how low, you do what you ah, want. Exactly, ah. exactly. And yeah. you you probably maybe um usually the kids is with the wife. Lah. If the wife is working mom and still have to take care of kids, take care of home and everything, she'll have resentment. Or even if she's a housewife, because she has that burden of taking care of the family, although money is given every month, th- there's gonna be a lot more emotional conflict when they do meet. Is a lot to solve. Now, now that we hear this, right? And Esther said, yeah, you will still get a lot of money from your husband because now he's earning British pound or US dollar or whatever, right? But there's still a lot of resentment. That means in all actual fact, right? What we first have to meet is the emotional need and not the financial needs. Mm. And you are not able to, to meet that emotional needs if you are not there. I, I, I cannot accept uh, don't say very far lah, because I know Alostar and Penang is so close mm-hmm. right uh, oh I work in Penang oh, you stay back in Alostar I would drive back one every day and then I drive back once every three days mm. then I drive back once a month mm. once a week and then once every two weeks right mm. so what Esther said is true and human beings can adapt mm. very well uh whether this is true or not, I don't know. But some study says that everyone, well, not everyone, uh, most people can live without their spouse after three weeks of their death. Wow. Three weeks, you will be able to, for men, uh, for men, mm. you'll be able to reorganize your life pretty much after that. And so, and so, wow, that's death. But what more? It is work. Mm-hmm. You know, six months, nine months away. And and how, how do I put a price tag on spending like time with my wife eh? for nine months? How much is worth? I can't. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't. Yeah. 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 So I, always come on the basis of how you make those decisions. So for some of you listeners out there, if you're already in this situation, what do you do, right? That would be a question on your mind. Yes. Have a conversation with your partner. Like, really have an honest conversation and talk about the future together or where you are currently at right now. Mm. Like what are the things you're happy with? What are the things you're not happy with? Actually moving forward, what are the things you would like to it to be better? And begin those conversations so you know where every, where both of you are at and to work out something. Mm. What are you willing to give up? Mm. Your career or your family? Yeah. Your career or your family? Really one? Really? Do I want to grow up because I work so hard? Okay, la, I'm a pastor. Do I want to work so hard that my kid grow up don't know me? <sighs> but I said, God, no. Mm. What do you want me to do? I'm preaching, right? And, and what can Esther say? I'm preaching. I'm doing the work of God. Mm. Why are you upset? But it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah? So, if my dear listeners, if you are listening to this, it's time to make a decision and go home. Mm. It is really a time to make a decision and go home. That's it. I'm That's it. Statement. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think when when we both Caroline and I hear what you are talking about, I think really the heartbeat of it is values. What kind of values you set for your marriage? You know, mm. I think it set precedence because if your value is money and that's it, you know, you'll be just chasing the next pound, the next dollar. Yeah. You know, uh, one time we are all facing everyone going to Singapore, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. and and we had to just change that narrative, like come back, you know, family first and all. So once again, um, Pastor and Esther, we really appreciate your time. This yeah. is been a great conversation, you know, and like always to our listeners out there, um, you can connect with Esther and Pastor. They are on Instagram at Esther Shani Koo, right? And yeah. at Kevrick7. And of course, if there's any questions, and um, Esther has a platform called Heart Crafters as well for couples out there. And if you would like to be in a community where you know you can talk and share, well, that's one place to be. It's on Telegram, right? So for more details, yes, you can Instagram. check out her IG. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Once again, thank you, Pastor and Esther. We really appreciate you. Peace. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Soul Food is part of a community and we believe that connections matter. Follow us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia or mine at Daniel Quillen and we would love to connect with you. Send us a DM if you've got any questions. Thank you for listening and do share this podcast with your friends.